This episode of the Aerobic Power Builder is brought to you by 1440 Coffee. They make tremendous coffee. They roast it. They don't make it. They don't have trees, but they roast it. They get it from all over the world, Congo, Guatemala, Mexico, all the cool places that grow coffee. They get it from all of them. It's tremendous stuff. And you get a couple bucks off if you use our code POWERBUILDER1440. So you know you like coffee. You're going to buy it anyway. Buy it from a cool company that cares about it and does high-quality stuff, 1440. All right. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Cut it. Just It's a nice day outside. A lot of smiling, but we're going to turn the smiles into frowns here in a couple minutes with this podcast. <laughs> that is no way to advertise our podcast. Turn your, you sit in your car. I want you to go from smiling when you start to frowning when we're done. But no, that's not in the least bit true. <laughs> I'm not three, trying to like depress people. People are just like, oh, and just turned it off. Right three, now. Three of nine just turned they, it off. They just stopped listening, all because of you. <laughs> if they didn't already, they would have sent her later. <laughs> all right, episode 30. Really? 30 down, 970 wow. to 1,000. So. Good math. Pick up the pace. <laughs> what are we talking oh, about today? Boy. What are we talking about today? Well, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. We're talking about falling in love with routines or the routine because it could be one giant routine or your day and week could be comprised of a series of interrelated routines but the idea is that you fall in love with that process and you actually not only uh do you have no problem adhering to routines you look forward to it you begin to find joy in it so we're going to talk a little bit about that our own kind of experiences uh, maybe some mistakes we see people make or that we've made in the past, and then some takeaways for you, the dear listener who's drinking, hopefully, some 1440 coffee. Yeah, and I think uh, this is a nice way for us to kind of summarize the last several podcasts that we've done, um, all the way back to like progressions through different training blocks. So through hypertrophy or strength and kind of all of those pieces that we've kind of built over the last several weeks. Um, So if you haven't, Go back, listen to those podcasts, and then summarize it with this one here. Uh, give you big picture. Yep. I love it. All right. So uh, why don't we start with talking about probably the most obvious one, because this is a fitness podcast, right? It's not about chemistry. It's about fitness. Uh, what if it was? <laughs> I would not be your partner the there. I don't know about. anything about chemistry. <laughs> I, I don't mean whatever. Somebody does. Someone. Uh, not us, though. So uh, let's talk about routines with exercise. We have the windows open because it's really nice outside. An airplane basically just almost wrecked into a roof across from us. So if you hear it, take it easy. It's, what are you going to do? It's hot outside. We've got to keep the windows open. So anyway, routines with exercise. Uh, is that important? It is. Why? Oh, why Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Because, uh, I don't know. I just want to go in and consume fitness. I just want to do random shit every day. You know what I mean? Oh. You know what I mean? Does that work? No. No? It's- I actually have to have like a real codified plan to get 
maybe the results that we get. Yes. You can't just come in and, and just, just basically be like a kid in the playground, just running around like a wild animal, drinking high C. I mean, to a certain extent, I think that that's kind of the conversation that we've had with beginners, right? Beginners are going to become good at things regardless of how they are done. Uh, but our goal here is to make things optimal. And so if you want optimal, then no, routine is important. Gotcha. I like that idea. Uh, especially, you know, sometimes people think optimal and they're like, well, I don't want to be a professional athlete. And they think of that, they think of optimal as like binary, either like you're at the top of a field or not. What we're talking about when we, we mean optimal is that you get to your particular goals in the most efficient way. Or in some cases, unfortunately, you get to them, period. So if you don't do some of this stuff, but you have goals, like there's a chance you might not get to them, period. And so that's why we think this is important stuff to talk about. Um, so can you give me some of your routines as it relates to exercise? Just things that you tend to do a lot. Could be timing, could be programming, movements, et cetera. Yeah, I think at this point for me, um, I'm working towards some specific aesthetic goals and strengthening and growing muscle in certain places that I just have had issues with. Um, and so prioritizing kind of lower body is is important for me. All right, keep going. We're back. Technical difficulty. A little, like a little technical difficulty there. <laughs> well, the computer went to sleep on us. She's tired. She gets tired, folks. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, so, so right now, emphasizing kind of lower body and, and ensuring that I'm doing the same things that are proven to grow muscle in my lower body is what's important to me as far as for my goals. So every week, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, same routine. Goal is just being able to, whether it's add weight or add additional reps or sets because I'm in hypertrophy and just kind of progressing through the cycle. So to clarify, that's those aren't the only days you're exercising. Those are the days you're doing like lower body movements, you're squatting, True you're focus. deadlifting, you're lunging, yes. split squat, whatever, all yes. that kind of stuff. Leg press, hat squat, whatever. Exciting things. All kind of fun stuff. <laughs> so for you, the routine is in consistently executing a series of movements with a codified goal in mind. Correct. Gotcha. All right, so I think that is one. When I think of routines of exercise, I, I think of like maybe three big ones that we want to do. The first one is scheduling. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to have the same schedule week to week forever, because that for most people is probably unrealistic, although there are some people who, who do the same thing all the time. Scheduling meaning you have put thought into creating time and space for you to engage with fitness and that, that works in the rest of your life. Because if it doesn't on, a, on anything other than like a really short timeline, you, you're not going to adhere to it. You're going to get put, it's the first thing that's going to go when you get busy or things get stressful, etc. So scheduling is a good routine and getting yourself into a routine of like, this is a particular time in which you exercise. The second one would be the kind of the one you alluded to, which is programming execution. So if you want optimal results, you really can't 
do random stuff. And we see this really in all forms of the fitness that we see, right? So conventional gym, you see it. Sometimes you see it in like group training setting where it's like one week doesn't necessarily connect with the next week. Um, and, and we don't necessarily think that puts you on the best path for success. So you need to have a program. That program in all likelihood looks like you doing either exactly the same or very, very similar things week over week with some kind of progression. Like you said, it could be more weight, could be more reps, could be more sets, a combination one of those three things. Uh, but there needs to be, it needs to be standardized. Um, and then really the last one I think, and this, this covers a broad spectrum, and this is something we do a lot with people, and I'll have to kind of turn it back to you to speak about it, but goal audits, right? So what we're not, what we're, what we're not saying is that your goals and what you do has to stay the same forever because the reality is it definitely will not, but you need to be thinking about it and it needs to be a conversation that you have certainly with yourself. And that's something we encourage people to do like, Hey, I want you to think about this and then let's talk about it when you've had a chance to think about it. But it also needs to be something that you're talking about with a coach. And so uh, you're just, we went for a walk before this and you're giving me an example. So tell me a little bit about kind of that example, basically. Um, I just think that it's important, right? As people kind of dive into their fitness and they settle in and like decide, oh, I enjoyed this or I look forward to doing this. Um, it, it tends to lead them down a uh, a path, right? So we, we've discussed having someone come in and their stated goal is general fitness, right? Like I want to be healthy and I know I have a few pounds I need to lose. Uh, and that's just kind of it. That's as far as they've thought into it. But then as they kind of dive into the movement, somebody may get excited about like powerlifting and like really excited about back squat and bench press and deadlift and like things that they like never thought was a possibility right? Like competing in the sport of powerlifting. And it's like, oh, maybe I want to explore that. Maybe I want to see where can I go with this. Um, and, it, and just kind of being excited in the fact that like normal everyday training can kind of turn into those things as you think a little bit more about what actually excites you and what makes you look forward to coming into the gym every day. Absolutely. And I think those are the funnest conversations when you get to have that dialogue with a client about something that they've discovered that really, really resonates with them in that moment. And they want to dive a little bit deeper into that thing. And maybe they came in, like you said, like just looking for general health and fitness. That's pretty easily and quickly achieved for most people. And then they want to get a little bit deeper into a particular element of, of strength training or something like that. Uh, what about when people say uh, um, they they are are wondering or things get a little stale for them? How do you approach that? So, like, why do you have me keep doing front squats? Yeah, yeah, and so it's important, especially for new people. And we've kind of had this discussion: is that they can't really get to a point where they're overloading in movement because every rep that they do is completely different something shifts, they're learning how to balance in their feet, they're learning how to keep their elbows up. And so like, they're never getting the true 
point of the movement or getting better in the movement until they've nailed kind of that in. And so we can add a little variety, whether that means throwing a tempo at it, throwing a pause, doing something at it to kind of increase the their performance in that particular movement. Um, but it's always important to kind of do those basics in some form or fashion. Yeah, for sure. I think the what comes to mind for me is are, are sort of two things. Number one, a lot of times we'll keep them in people's programming because they're not good at them. Right. So yeah. like front squat is a good example that at first for people, it can be uncomfortable, can make their wrists hurt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's hard to, especially in hypertrophy, like sets of eight or 10 or 12 are brutal. She can't breathe. Like it's not super fun. So they don't really want to do them. Um, but it's the most, one of the more effective ways that we can create a stimulus for them. And so we can get a lot of runway out of it. Also, not liking something isn't necessarily a reason to move on from it if it's very effective. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, demonstrably effective for that person. So certainly uh, it's something we can keep in. And, and like I said, you know, variation could be changing exercises, but it doesn't have to be. It could change tempo, change rep range, etc. cetera, um, breast time even. So those that goal auditing element is really, really important. And it's maybe the most important. I mean, daily execution is is critical. Like you could have great goals and we could talk about them all the time, but if you don't actually come in and do it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, but being on the same page with yourself, I think is very important. So what about uh, routines with nutrition? I would say that's even more important. For sure. Yeah. So how do you sort of, conceptualize that either for yourself or how do you explain it to other people in terms of if someone's new to nutritional, good nutritional practices? So I think for me, when it comes to new people and like, if this is all brand new to them, right? Fitness, nutrition, like the, the whole package is new, that sometimes it can be a little overwhelming and they are not really sure where to kind of start with things. Um, and so trying to figure out and again, set a goal, like what is most important and then finding a way that you're not feeling overwhelmed, finding a way that you feel like this is what I can do. I can commit to A, B, C and dial those in. Um, and so for, for some people, when it comes to nutrition, it may just be a simple, you need to eat more, Right people are busy and in their daily schedule that may be like the easiest thing to do for a lot of clients is just simply say like you just need to eat more especially with adding in exercise right some people they just like skip breakfast and it's like noon before they realize oh i haven't eaten because they had a cup of coffee in the morning and that sufficed unfortunately if you have goals within the gym within fitness and health like you just need to eat and so sometimes that's kind of the hardest part for a lot of people is just going, oh, but I thought to lose weight or I thought to be in shape, I needed to eat less, not eat more. Yeah, I think those, those are a lot of times that's a great recommendation for people just getting started is um, just some basic consistency, like eating at regular intervals and looking at some basic things that more often than not they want to have. Um, so since you covered that, I'm going to hit like intermediate and beyond basically. Yes. 
Uh, so we have people who have been engaging with exercise for a while and they've done a little bit of nutrition stuff, um, but maybe they're not where they want to be in terms of strength or not where they want to be in terms of body composition uh, or they've stalled out with one of those kind of things. And you have a conversation with them. And a lot of times it surprises me uh, with people who have been in fitness for a while and have thrown a lot of money at it, that uh, at sort of where they are with nutrition, which is generally not in like an awesome place. And I don't mean not awesome. In and so I'm, this is this is going a little harder because you're uh, like the expectation is that you're already doing basic stuff pretty well. Like you're not subsisting on Doritos and ice cream sandwiches, right? Like you're not eating right. ice cream every day. Like you're not making like horrible food decisions, right? But you're uh, you're not at all codified. Um, so the way I think about this, and again, this is not someone who's brand new. This is someone who's more towards like intermediate, maybe even into advanced is like, you're not prepping your food. Like you, you're at work and, or you're wherever, and you don't have any food with you. And you're like, well, I'm going to run to Chipotle. Well, that's bullshit. So when you tell me that, then you're telling me that like, you aren't serious about your goals. Now, one day, of course, that's fine. Saturday afternoon, you go there with your kids. That's fine. I got it. No big deal. What I mean is you consistently miss meals. Right. You consistently are under on your protein or under on one of your macronutrients. You have no idea how many, what you're eating. And you're in like starvation mode where you're going to go and just put the hammer. You're going to go maybe to some kind of fast food restaurant that's theoretically healthier. But you're like, you're, you, you don't have shit with you. Like you're not ready. You're not prepared. And what, you know, what we have to do is basically have a harder conversation with that person. Um, and it's where you have to be a coach or like, you're going to go on vacation. What should I do when I go on vacation? Same thing. Well, you're in the middle of your fucking cycle. You tell me, like, f find a gym if you're serious. And again, this is not like, you don't have to be like this, but if, if you're serious, if it's important to you, that's what you're going to do. If you don't really care or it's not a big deal, whatever. And again, like this is a lot of times where we time deloads with people. It, it's a good, that can be a good time where we plan to take rest. Like you don't, I don't want to make it the connotation that you have to spend, you're at the beach, but like you're really at the gym. That's not at all what we mean. The idea is though, if you're serious about this and you're beyond the point where you're discovering fitness and your numbers aren't moving in the direction where you want them to go. Your body doesn't quite look how you want it to look. You don't quite have the energy that you'd like to have. Well, we need to like take harder looks into this stuff because you've picked up all the apples that are on the ground and now you have to start to climb up the tree. So like eating something when you eat something just doesn't cut it, right? Like getting, a, you know, going for a jog just doesn't cut it. And so what I want people to think about if that, if you fall into that category is thinking about preparation. So that's critical. You have to have some stuff on hand. Um, and my dad was here this weekend. We're having the same conversation. Like you have to have stuff on hand for when you're hungry, when you're super duper bananas hungry is not the time to start making stuff because you're going to default into really poor decisions. Everybody does. Execution is the next thing. So you need to execute in terms of your meal timing, 
Like, so if you're going six hours without consuming protein, like you're, you're, you're doing it wrong. Like you're, you are missing the boat. And again, like if you're a surgeon and you're working on somebody's brain, like <laughs> that's different. I mean, like if you can help it and you, you kind of know in your schedule, if you can help it or not. So if you can help it, timing is extremely important. Um, and then consistency, right? So we can't have uh, the five days of the week where you're dialed in and everything's great. Your workouts are going great and you're hitting your numbers and hitting your, your nutrition numbers. And then on the weekend, it's pizza challenge and basically how many beers can you drink? And, and Sunday, you don't get up off the couch because you're, you're watching football or whatever. Like, so you nullify everything you did during the week in terms of positively changing your body composition. So that's the, the consistency part. Like it needs to kind of be for the most part every day. I saw a good thing from Revive Stronger, I think, about talking about um, body composition change and stuff. And he's basically saying, obviously they know their stuff. They do a great job. Basically saying that, you know, if you want to have positive body composition change, you, you can only drink like maybe every three weeks, a drink or two. Right. So I think that's something for people to think about. Like if you're having, if you're having a couple of drinks, a couple of nights of, a week and you don't really understand why your shit's not changing how you want it to. Well, like, there you go, man. Like it's not magic. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah. So I think it's kind of tie it all back together, right? Like we're talking about falling in love or the, and enjoying the monotony of things, right? Mm -hmm. There are times where health and fitness, they're not flashy, right? Like it's not all PRs. It's not all like I'm just getting better and better and better and I'm losing weight and I'm losing weight and I'm losing weight. It's, it's when those things start to stall or when we start to get to a point where it's harder to lose body fat or it's harder to add pounds onto our lifts or run faster or whatever it is, like that you still love the process of working towards those goals. And that sometimes, yeah, that means that, you know, four meals of, of your week are chicken and broccoli. Like, yeah, that sucks. But guess what? You can, you can still spice it up. You can still do things. It's just understanding that being prepared, having a routine, having a schedule and doing it ultimately leads you to those goals. Yeah. I like chicken and broccoli. So I don't even think it sucks. It sucks compared <laughs> to what, you know, you can't eat pizza every day. I, I love the idea of embracing the routine, or you can even think of it like this. Like you fall in love with the monotony. You love just coming in and executing your program. Nothing makes you happier than when you just, you hit your numbers, right? And it's the idea that like you're only doing it for you. It's not even in a competitive sense or because you're trying to like, I'll show them. You, like you're just doing it because you're sticking to your personal plan. Yeah. And you're, to steal an old phrase, pushing the peanut forward just a little bit at a time. And what you love isn't actually the result. It's not the end of your cut. It's not PR day. It's the, all the days that led up to that, that you're actually madly in love with. And when you can get to that point, and I'll tell a story in a second about someone who's I've watched get to this point, you're unstoppable. So I have a lady I work with uh, for the most part remotely. I see her once a month. She's wonderful. 
Um, but otherwise we communicate entirely remotely most days. And she had, she had zero background in fitness prior to us working together and was in a place where she was overweight to the point where it's like effectively life-threatening. Um, and she gets up now most days and is at the gym at 4 a.m., which I'll be honest with you, I could not physically do. That is, she is tougher than me. <laughs> and she has, she's mentioning it to me because we had an in-person session recently that she has fallen in love with coming to the gym. And she does not have outlandish goals. We still have uh, a road ahead of us that's lengthy, but we're making great progress. And But she's already won the war. It's over because she loves the process. She loves the monotony of coming in and executing her programming, her sessions each day. And so if we can get to that point where every little piece, all the little 1% pieces or 0.1% pieces, you love ticking off your list, then you will get to wherever you want to go. And more important, you'll, you'll love the ride there, basically. Yeah. And I think even to make it more personal, I mean, we, we took a vacation not that long ago and everybody was like, well, what did you do on vacation? Did you take a break from the gym? Did you, you know, let loose a little bit? It's like, well, yes, but no, like we, we love that part of attaining our goals. We love going to the gym. It makes us excited to go and do, even if it's the same thing, right? Like we were both in the midst of a cycle. So we knew like Thursday, this is what it was going to be. Friday was going to be this, it, but it was still exciting. It was exciting to go see a new place, explore a new gym. Even though we were doing the same program that we would have done at home, like it was still exciting. It was something that we looked forward to. We still ate well. We still cooked for ourselves. You know, like it, it's the enjoyment of knowing that like no matter where I go or what we do, like we're still moving towards the ultimate goal. And maybe in the, the ultimate goal in that case uh, is just that you love to go. Right. It doesn't really fundamentally impinge on the rest of vacation. It didn't for us. We still went to the beach. We still did basically all the things we wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, but you also get this bonus thing of doing what, what really makes you happy in and amongst that. Right. Whereas if we hadn't gone, you get ants in your pants, right? Cause you still, no matter how many long walks you go on, like there's, that's just what we're designed to do. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Like people can look at that as like, Oh, you guys are dedicated. It's not dedication. Like we're not any more dedicated than anybody else. We just like it. Right. We just like to go. And so you get to the point where you like really just love to go. Like the shit falls into place. Like it's easy. Prepping your food is easy. It's just a, that's just a fancy name for like purposely making leftovers. That's what I said to my dad today. Like you just make leftovers on purpose. It's not hard, mm -mm. but you love it because you're ready to rock. You're yeah. always ready. Yeah. And I think it, the opposite side of that, right. Is like, if I know that I, I haven't done that or I realize like, Oh crap, like it's my second prep day of the week. And like I go to make, if I don't have food, like 
that puts me in, in a very anxious place. And that's not good. That's not good for anything. That's not good for my sleep. It's not good for my workouts, for my job, for my relationships. Like, so doing that makes every other part of my life easier because it's, it's there. I don't have to worry about it. Well, especially if you're doing these things for yourself. Right. Right. So you go to work, do these things in, in some ways for yourself, but in some ways for other people, right? If you have children, you take a significant amount of time, obviously rightfully so, to spend time with them and do fun things that they like. Like it is okay to do things for yourself. And it's okay if that's fitness and it's okay if that's like, nope, um, this is, I, I have my blue lunchbox all the time. Everywhere I go, weekend, weekday, because I'm not going to get caught without food. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm always going to have food. My shit's going to be ready to go. And like, I don't care what anybody else is doing. They can do whatever they want. I'm going to make sure that I'm taken care of. And I think when you do that, like you said, there's a tremendous uh, calming feeling to that. Because you're like, everything that you can control, your controllables are in place. All right. So falling in love with routine. We have about 50 seconds left. <laughs> Give us the last word. I think it just goes back to doing what you love and finding what you love in terms of fitness and health. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be as active at 90 as we were at nine. Yep. I think that's perfect. I think if you don't love it, you ultimately won't stick to it. Right. You will fall away because the goals come and go. At some level, your performance is going to drop off. Like father time is undefeated. Um, So you have to love it. And you have to love just chasing, chasing what you're never going to catch. And so long as you love it, you're in a good spot. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you did smile. That's obviously the intention. We'll see you next time. See ya.